uh, monitor those situations and stay safe. And hopefully uh, you're joining us there um, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. Our phone live streaming is 855-532-4025. So be sure to share that with the individuals that may not have uh, internet service. You may want to just give them a call, tell them they can call that number. Again, it's 855-532-4025. And so be sure to share that with others. Uh, be sure to heart, to like, to share the post there. Uh, be sure to give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe there. Uh, that way you can get those uh, messages when we go live. Uh, do the little notification bell. And so uh, be sure to do that. If you call the phone live streaming, it'll automatically call you. If you push in the number there, it'll automatically call you each time that we go live. So glad to have you with us, and I hope you have a safe uh, day today. Just so you'll know, too, we, we uh, won't have services tonight, uh, not knowing what the conditions are going to be. And rather than having to send out another call out, we just won't do service tonight. Uh, but glad that those are here with us. If you are at home, be sure to go to our website at highlandbaptistchurch.com. Uh, it's there under the info tab that you can download our worship bulletin. Our ushers will be glad to come and give you one of these. Uh, if you're here in person, just raise your hand and they'll come around and give you one. Uh, in the windowsill over here are children's worship bulletins. You can pick up those anytime uh, that you want. If you're there online under that info tab where you download this worship bulletin, you'll find these also, one for ages 7 and up, one for ages 3 and up. Uh, those are great resources, too. They go along with the message, uh, and especially even if you're sick at home, uh, that's another resource that you can use there. Uh, and then also... Uh, there you can find under that same info tab our prayer list as well as uh, the church newsletter. So uh, glad to have you with us. Glad to have those who are here in person with us uh, this morning. And uh, we're going to do our best <laughs> with the songs. And uh, Matt is helping us up there. So if anything goes wrong, it's all his fault. <laughs> so, we're not blaming anything on Andrew up there. Come on, Mike, if you will. Good morning. Take your hymnals and turn to 438, and our first song this morning is Heaven Came Down. We're going to sing all three verses. We'll, there it is. Okay, Miss Rima. <laughs>
So as we come to our missionary moment, uh, our missionaries of the week are Ryan and Aubrey Curry. Uh, they are serving in sub-Saharan Africa uh, with the Manika people in Mozambique. Uh, after their arrival in 2021, uh, an IMB missionary hadn't been in that region for 15 years. Uh, there's only about 380 of the 246,000 Manika people who are Christians. And so uh, they practice ancestral worship, and many times some of that can can bleed over and they sometimes people will sometimes worship uh, several different things have several different beliefs uh, but they're seeking to uh, to reach those people and to share with them uh, the truth of the gospel and uh, they know that there there will be challenges in not only preaching the gospel uh, among unbelief but also against the false teachings uh, that have uh, really grounded in the hearts of a lot of people there. So, but they're dedicated to the ministry there in reaching those unre that unreached people group in the mountain terrain there of Mozambique. So keep them in your prayers and let's pray for all of our missionaries uh, around the world today. Heavenly Father, we especially want to uplift you this morning and say thank you for all that you have done for who you are, for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And Lord, I pray this morning that you will speak into our hearts and help us to hear you and to see you. And Lord, as we do, may we know our sinfulness. Father, I pray that we will confess our sin before you, that you would hear from on high and, and that that wouldn't hinder any of our communication with you even right now. So, Father, I pray that you'd forgive us by the precious blood of Jesus Christ and then set us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Be with these missionaries as we uplift them, Lord. Uh, be with Ryan and Aubrey Curry. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless their ministry there in Mozambique, especially as they're seeking to share the gospel amongst so many false beliefs. Father, I pray that you will open the hearts of people to receive the truth of the word of God and to reject those false teachings. Uh, Father, but I pray that you'll help uh, the, the Currys there to be faithful uh, in the work that you've called them to. Uh, bless them, Lord, with the resources they need, and, and by virtue of that, bless us, Lord, so that every Sunday as we give to our tithes uh, and our offerings, as we uh, give to our special missions offerings with the Christmas offering and our Easter offering for North American missions, Father, I pray that you will uh, use that to be a blessing to all of our missionaries. So bless us, Lord, that we might be a blessing to them. And, and remind us, Lord, to always keep them in our prayers as they are serving in many difficult places uh, around this world. So we give everything to you for this service. Uh, we ask that you'll bless those who are here. Bless those who are at home who are watching this online, and we give you the glory and the honor for all that you're going to do this morning. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Uh, you'll notice that there are many announcements that are there uh, in your bulletin, so be sure uh, to read those, to take note of those. You'll hear some at the very end uh, of the service today. Uh, I do just want to share with you, we sent the call out yesterday that our custodian, uh, Brother Charles Cannon, passed away. If you didn't get that message, please let us know so that we can get you on the call out uh, number list so that you can get those calls. Uh, the service is the uh, visitation is going to be here at the church next Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, from 11 to 1 here at the church, and then the burial will be following uh, in Shelbyville. So I want to encourage you to come for that if you can. We'll send a call out tomorrow because not everybody will be watching this online, uh, and not everybody, of course, is here uh, this morning. Let me just encourage you also that you can do your online giving. Uh, you can do that if you're here even in person. You can do that if you're at home. Uh, you can go ahead and go to our website, highlandbaptistchurch.com. 
www.givonline.com. Go to the far right-hand side, click the Give Online tab. Uh, it's a very easy platform there to set up, very simple to do. So go ahead and take advantage of that and do that. If you want to, you can also drop that by the church anytime later this week uh, during our office hours, or you can send it in the mail to Highland Baptist Church at Post Office Box 1195, Tullahoma, Tennessee, 37388. Here in person, you can give that in the offering plates down here at the front as you go out that door, as well as there's an offering plate on the table out in the hallway across from the offices. Let me just remind you also, the new series we began next last Sunday uh, with uh, Jesus, about Jesus' life. Uh, we have a special book that uh, is free to anybody who wants it. If you're a guest, we encourage you to pick up one of the, the gift bags. Uh, in most of the gift bags, uh, there may be a couple, but just double check, but in most all the gift bags, this book is in there. Uh, so you won't need to pick up one of them by, yourself, by itself. Uh, just go ahead and get the gift bag. There's some other things in there. We just want to say welcome I'm glad to have you with us. Uh, but if you want just the book, uh, the books are here on the side. They're in the windowsills. They're at the back in both places out in the hallway uh, also. And, and so we're using this to kind of guide us as we go through chronologically through the life of Jesus. Uh, and so I encourage you to pick that up. It's a great resource, great tool uh, to have there. So uh, that's all I have for right now. Brother Mike, if you'll come back and lead us in our next song. These next couple songs may be less familiar with you, but we're going to sing them. So do your best. I'll do mine. Uh, the first one is uh, hymn 362. Turn with us as we sing Baptized in Water. Ms. Reamer. children's church no okay so our next hymn turn with us if you've turned the book here just it's it's on the right side of your book 364 come holy spirit dove divine uh i think once you hear the music play and i think miss rima is actually going to play through it the one time i think you've heard the tune uh so let's play Thank you for your saving grace. We die. 
job, Matt. <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 3. Uh, we're still in this section of the life of Jesus, of looking at uh, when his ministry began. And I forgot to say a while ago, uh, those in person, you can pick this book up. But if you're online and you don't attend our church regularly and you would like one of these books, please call our church office uh, and leave a message there at 455-0645. Or you can send it, send an email to us at highlandbaptisttullahoma at gmail. Uh, dot com and that'll get to us and let us know uh, you want one of those copies as well as you can send it to Highland Baptist at cafes dot net and that way we can get that to you uh, also so Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14 is where we're going to begin this morning in this series that we're continuing in in the life of Jesus so let's stand as we read God's word in honor of his word Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, as we come to your word this morning, we do pray, Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We do pray, as the song just said, Lord, that you would open up the heavens, as we're going to see in this passage, and, and, and send your Holy Spirit down upon us, Lord, to renew us and to revive us and to empower us for the task that you have before us to share the gospel, and to make an impact uh, in, in the lostness and the darkness around us. Lord, I pray that you will use this passage and use this message in the hearts of those who may not know Christ as Lord and their Savior, that they would see that today is the day of salvation. Maybe there are those, Lord, who, who they've made that decision, they've trusted in Christ, but they've never been baptized. They've never followed through with believers' baptism. So I pray that this message will speak to them uh, also. And Lord, I just pray also for uh, the believers who are here that they would be praying for those unbelievers, but that they would be encouraged also that there is a blessing that we're going to see in this passage this morning uh, for us also, the blessing of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit for our lives and for all that you want to do in and through us. So bless your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. As I said, we're in this series here on the life of Jesus. And we're looking at some of the milestones, if you will, in the ministry of our Lord. Some of those great mountaintop events uh, in his life. And we're talking uh, about meeting the real Jesus. This morning, we're talking about and looking at real baptism. Uh, so the question I have for you to begin with is, have you been baptized? If you're there online, have you been baptized? Do you remember when you were baptized, if you have been baptized? Uh, where were you baptized? What did it mean to you when you were baptized? Uh, I want you to understand that because it's important. Baptism is important. But get the picture here. You're sitting here in a Baptist church. You're watching a Baptist church here online. And understand that we do believe in baptism. We, we take our denominational name from baptism. We are a Baptist church. Uh, we believe strongly in being baptized. We don't believe that baptism adds to the salvation experience. We don't believe, in other words, that the waters of baptism have anything to do with your salvation. Uh, we do believe in people being baptized, though. And, and so if it does, if it doesn't add to your salvation, then the question is, why is it so important for a person to be baptized? Well, what we see is that Jesus was baptized at the beginning of his ministry. Jesus went down to the River Jordan, and there he was baptized by John. So the very beginning of his ministry, you can go back and read through the Gospels, and we read about the birth of Christ. We read one little event after they had come back from Egypt, uh, when they fled down to Egypt to get away from Herod, and they came back home. There's one little scene that we read in the Bible, in the Gospels, where Jesus uh, was, was with his parents, and he was there in the temple uh, teaching uh, the, the teachers and, and those who were leading in the temple. Uh, and that's the only thing we know about his childhood. And so until he's about 30 years old, uh, we don't know anything else about what happened in Jesus' life. And the very first thing we do know is that he comes to be baptized. Now, if you read all the Gospels, you'll find that he gives us the very last challenge there in the, in the Gospels it is the Great Commission, and it's to go and be witnesses and lead people, teach them uh, to follow the, the commands of God, to become disciples, followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, but also to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So uh, his ministry is bookended from the beginning to the end with baptism. Uh, and so he was baptized at the beginning of his public ministry. He goes down to the River Jordan. He's there baptized by John. For those 30 years, the Lord had been preparing all that time from his birth until uh, this day that he's baptized. And, and notice that his ministry is only going to be about three years. Uh, he's made his preparation, and it's time now for him to begin this ministry. So at the very beginning of it, 
we're told that Jesus was baptized. So get in your heads and, and in the scripture here and, and switch to the scene about 70 to 80 miles south of where Jesus is. Jesus has been living in Nazareth with his mom and his dad. Now, we don't know what happened to his dad, but in all the texts that we read after the birth of Christ and after them coming back from Egypt, we don't read much anymore after that time when he's in the temple about his mom and his dad, the dad in particular uh, there. We do about his mom, but not uh, about Joseph. And so we don't know what happened to Joseph, but Jesus had been living there at home uh, with Mary, at least, uh, during those 30 years and whatever had happened uh, to Joseph. And so he's there about 70, 80 miles north uh, of the River Jordan. And there beside the River Jordan, uh, something is happening uh, that we read last week that has caused all the nation and, and even all of Jerusalem to come down out into the wilderness. Now, I'd encourage you to, to, to use this little illustrated uh, life of Jesus because it'll show you some pictures in it to give you some images of, of what that might look like uh, even in today's life down, down in the area of the wilderness along uh, the Jordan. Uh, we, when we think of wilderness, we think of uh, sometimes maybe even uh, jungle-type atmosphere or, or thicket. Uh, this is desert area, total desert area, all the way down to the, to the Jordan River uh, itself uh, from the mountainous areas. And the mountainous areas are not like what we see here uh, in Tennessee. Uh, we see trees and all those kinds of things. These are uh, a little more like Rocky Mountains, but probably more like the, uh, the, the mountains in Nevada. Uh, is kind of the image that you might uh, see there in Israel. And so it's a desert area uh, down by the Jordan River, but people are flocking there. All of Israel is coming out, the Bible tells us. All of Jerusalem is coming out. Why? To hear this man. There's a voice crying out in the wilderness, and the voice of this man is named John the Baptist. Uh, he, he gets his name from what he was doing. He was baptizing people uh, for remission of sins. And for about 400 years, from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the New Testament, there had not been any prophetic voice in Israel. And now there's this new voice. There's this prophetic voice, uh, the voice of John the Baptist, who's living in the wilderness. Now, he's a rough outdoorsman kind of guy. Uh, he's wearing a coat that's made of camel's hair. Uh, he's eating an unusual diet of locusts and honey. Uh, and he's out there speaking. He's, he's talking about sin and calling sin for what it is. It's almost like a fire and brimstone uh, type message there. Uh, but even in all of that, we're going to see here again, as we saw last Sunday night uh, in, in the baptism of Jesus, we see some humility uh, in John the Baptist uh, also. So he's speaking there and thousands are coming down to the River Jordan uh, to be, uh, to hear John and to be baptized. And, and so what, what preaching this man, John, was doing, he was talking about real religion. He was talking about real repentance and how it could change your life. And he was talking about real salvation and about the Messiah who was coming, uh, who was going to be the savior of the world. And so he's baptizing these people. And evidently, the message gets back to Nazareth, where Jesus uh, is living. And he hears about John. Now, if you go back in the early part of Jesus' life, before he was born, you'll find out that John the Baptist was his cousin. Uh, Elizabeth, Mary's uh, Sister, she was, she was pregnant with John the Baptist, and, and she has, uh, gives birth to John the Baptist. He's, her, he's his cousin. Uh, and so on a certain day, uh, at some certain time, Jesus uh, had been a carpenter there helping his dad. We don't know if his dad was still alive at this point or not, but he lays his tools aside where he had been a carpenter, brushes the dust off his hands, kisses his mother goodbye, and he walks away. And he makes this journey about 70 to 80 miles south to be baptized of John. Now, he never goes back home in that respect to live back at home. From this point on, it's from one place to another. Now, he does go back to Nazareth, and we find that out later, but uh, it's not to live like he was before. 
One of the things we need to be careful about as we look at this passage here is not to minimize baptism. When you remember that Jesus walked about 70 to 80 miles so that he could be baptized. Something very important is going on here. And Jesus had a ministry, as we said, of only about three years. He didn't have time, as we said before, to waste on on trivial things. He had to do only those things that were vital, those things uh, that were important. And so right at the beginning of his ministry, he begins by going down uh, to, to John at the River Jordan, and he asks John to baptize him. So, so track with me, if you will, through this story, the various movements of this account. Because I want to call attention to this first point here, John's refusal. John's refusal to baptize him. That's what we see in verse 13 and verse 14. You know, maybe it's toward the end of the day. Uh, John has been baptizing maybe all afternoon. It says Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me. So maybe it's late in the afternoon here and, and John is tired. He's given the final invitation for anybody that wants to, to come and to be baptized. The baptism has, the final baptism has taken place and, and maybe he's ready to, to close in prayer and maybe go off to supper, relax for the evening. And Jesus steps forth out of the crowd and says to John, John, I need you to baptize me. And John knows who he is. John knows that he is the promised Messiah. And John says, nah, I cannot baptize you. I'm not even worthy to unloose the sandals on your, on your feet. And so just imagine this. Here's John, and here's the Savior of the world, the Messiah that John has been waiting for. And God has told him that he would come. And now here's Jesus face to face with John the Baptist and asks John to baptize him. And yet John refuses. Why does he refuse? Because he says, I'm unworthy. John had been preaching this hard message about sin and about the necessity for us to repent of our sin. And what he knows about Jesus is Jesus is the Messiah. What does he need to repent of sin? He's perfect. He's never sinned in his life. Why does he need to be baptized? I don't deserve to be baptized or to baptize you. Well, notice the Lord's committal. The second point I want you to see in verse 15. Verse 15 goes on to say, But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness then he, John the Baptist, consented. He was saying to John the Baptist, John, just baptize me now because it's right to fulfill all righteousness. What did John mean when he said that, or Jesus mean when he said that to John? Why was Jesus baptized and why do we need to be baptized? What did it mean when you were baptized, if you have been baptized? When Jesus were ba was baptized, there were several things that was involved in that baptism. First of all, it was an act of appreciation. Jesus is coming down to express his appreciation of the ministry of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the forerunner. John the Baptist was the, the herald. He was the one who was telling everybody, Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. You need to get your hearts ready before the Messiah comes. That's the message we need to tell people today. Jesus is coming again, and you need to have your heart ready because you don't know if Jesus is coming today or today is going to be your last day on this earth. It can happen to anybody at any age at any time. And so we need to be ready. And so uh, what we see here is it's an appreciation of the ministry of John the Baptist who's been telling people about the Messiah, about Jesus who would come. Well, what about your baptism? Have you been baptized? Baptizing won't save you, but it's one of the ways you can express your appreciation to the Lord for what he's done for you. So think about it. When you walk into that water, into the baptismal water, you're saying, dear Jesus, I'm aware that you died on the cross for me. And I appreciate what you've done for me being my personal savior. So when you walk down into, the, into that water and submit to the, to the beautiful ordinance of baptism, it's a way for you to express 
your appreciation for what Jesus did for you, that he paid the penalty for your sin that you didn't have to pay. It's a way for you also to take a stand with his church. It's a way for you to express appreciation for being a part of God's people. It's not only an expression of appreciation, it's also an act of identification. Jesus said in that, in that phrase that he tells John there, he says, Thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. What was Jesus saying by that? Jesus was giving there an act of identification. He's identifying himself with us as sinful people. He knew no sin. And yet the Bible says he was numbered with the transgressors, with the sinners. The Bible says in his ministry, he was a friend of sinners. Jesus was associated with sinners. He went in and he went out among sinners. When Jesus died on that cross, he hung between two sinners. He who knew no sin when he hung on that cross was made sin for us. And when Jesus died on that cross, even though there was no sin in him, all sin was on him. And so at the, at the baptism, Jesus is identifying himself with our sinful humanity. He was identifying himself with our sin and what, and what, he, was going, what he was going to do uh, on the cross on Calvary. So the baptism of Jesus was an act of appreciation. It was an act of identification, but it was also an act of illustration. What Jesus is illustrating here before it ever happens, it's not happened yet. He hadn't died on the cross yet. He hasn't been resurrected yet. He's illustrating in this picture of baptism his death. Later on, the disciples came to Jesus and, and said to him, Lord, we want to sit on either side of you in your kingdom. And Jesus said to them, are you able to drink the cup I drink? And are you able to be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized with? And they said, we're able. But they didn't really know what they were talking about, uh, but that's what they said. Later on in Luke chapter 12 and verse 50, here's what Jesus said. He said, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. He was saying, I'm ready to get it on. I'm ready to go. Jesus had uh, really a second baptism. He, had a, he was baptized in the river Jordan. But when Jesus went to the cross of Calvary, it was a baptism of death. It was a baptism of judgment. Uh, in fact, when, when Christ died on that cross of Calvary, the waters of judgment, the waters of, of wrath fell upon the Lord, the wrath that we deserved. He didn't sin, we did. And yet he took our place. So when Jesus was baptized, he was illustrating that he would take uh, what would take place on the cross of Calvary when he would die for the sins of the world. When you're baptized, you're illustrating to all who see it that Jesus died, he was buried, and that he rose again. So when you're baptized, it's an illustration of what Jesus did. It's also an illustration of what happened to you. When you're baptized, you're saying, I've been forgiven uh, of, of my sins. My sins have been buried with Christ. And when you come up out of that water, you're saying, I, I am risen to walk as a brand new person. And I intend to live my life for Jesus and to follow him and to serve him the rest of my life. So there's John's refusal that we see in these verses. There's the Lord's committal in verse 15. And then in verse 16 through verse 17, I want you to notice heaven's approval. Heaven's approval. Now notice verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. Now that already there tells us the method of the baptism that we looked at last week, that he came up out of the water. To come up out of the water, you had to be under the water. So he comes up out of the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. 
So we've already talked about why we believe in baptizing by immersion. So I won't spend much time uh, on that when Jesus immediately came up out of the water. But look at what happened there. The Bible says the heavens open and the spirit of God ascending like a dove came to rest on him. This is the only spot in time or space where any account uh, of every person of the Trinity converges in one place. Here's the son of God on earth being baptized. Here, coming down like a dove is the Spirit of God descending on him, and heaven opens up, and the voice of the Father speaks from heaven to him. All of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we baptize, that's exactly what we do. You ever thought of that? When we baptize, we baptize in the name of what? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every person of the Trinity showed up when Jesus was baptized, and every person of the Trinity shows up when you're baptized. And so it's a special time. It was a special time for Jesus. And so notice what happens here. You see the Spirit descending like a dove. A dove is a a beautiful picture of peace and tranquility. It's universally used today as a symbol of peace. Most of the time you'll see in the pictures of a dove an olive branch that'll be in it to represent the peace that it's bringing. It reminds us though of the first baptism. You know what the first baptism in the Bible was? The flood. In fact you can read in the New Testament that it refers us back to the Old Testament as the the flood being a baptism of sorts. It was a global baptism. The whole world was baptized globally in the flood. When the flood was over, do you remember what happened there when when Noah sent out, he'd sent out a raven, uh, but he also sent out the dove. And you remember he sent out the dove and the dove came back uh, with an olive branch. Uh, Peace had been made. Noah sent the dove out again the second time. And you remember what happened with the dove? Never came back. Never came back. It's as if that dove left and and was looking for some place to land. And if you think about all through history, it's as if that dove flew through all the years and the ages looking for someone upon whom to land. And it's as if that dove came to Abraham, but Abraham was a liar. He wasn't worthy. Think about the dove coming to Moses, but Moses had sinned. Moses had killed a man. Moses had disobeyed God when he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock like God told him. The dove never found anywhere to land until that day when Jesus at the river of Jordan was baptized. And he came up out of that water and the Bible says the spirit of God like a dove came and rested on him. God is saying, there's my son. And there's your Savior. There was no way at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus for anybody to miss it, that he's the Messiah. It was at this time that that God was pouring out his power on Jesus. When you look in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 says this, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Speaking of the Messiah. When Jesus was baptized, that was the official granting of power for his ministry. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 1, right after the baptism, it says that Jesus and Jesus full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, which we're going to look at next week. He was full of the Spirit when he left that baptismal experience in Jordan. When Jesus did his miracles and when Jesus conducted his ministry, everything Jesus did was in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the kicker. Do you want something that will bless you? The same power of the Spirit that was on Jesus is available for you. Isn't that awesome? Jesus Christ is available to you and to me right now, this moment. Maybe you've tried to do it right. Maybe you've tried to do the right things in your own strength. You want to be saved. You want to be baptized. But you just say in your heart, I can't live it. 
May, may I say to you that if you're waiting until you think you can do it, the chances are you never, ever will come. You don't have the strength in and of yourself to live the way Jesus lived, to live the way a Christian ought to live. We don't have the power uh, to be the kind of person we really uh, ought to be and ought to want to be in our hearts. But the good news is, is that when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, God the Father sends the Holy Spirit into your heart and the very same power that was on Jesus and in Jesus and empowered Jesus, that very same power of God himself is in you to help you to be the kind of person he wants you to be, to do what he wants you to do. So what we see here is the empowerment of, of the endowment of power on, on Jesus. Of course, there was that approval from heaven on Jesus. Uh, get the picture there. The heavens, it's like the clouds begin to roll back. And it's like the, the you've seen that before when you see storms that come through and, and there's like a gap that happens and the clouds roll back and those rays of sunlight are, are shining through, beaming down through. That, <coughs> that is the picture <coughs> that we get here. That as the clouds roll back, the heavens open up, the spirit descends, and the Bible says that a voice out of heaven speaks. It's the voice of the heavenly father looking down on Jesus as he's baptized. And again, verse 17, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Think about that. After 30 years of preparation, the father looks back over that 30 years from the birth of Christ to this moment when Jesus was baptized. And he says of Jesus, I'm well pleased. He hasn't even done a miracle yet. He hasn't even died on the cross yet. He hasn't even been resurrected from the grave yet. And God says of Jesus, I am well pleased with my son, Jesus. After these 30 years of preparation, he, he looks back on the, on the babyhood of Jesus and he's well pleased. He looks back on the boyhood of Jesus and he's well pleased. He looks back on that 30 years of preparation as a young man and he's well pleased. Later on, Jesus said, I do always those things that please him. If Jesus did that, that's what we ought to be doing. Seeking to please the Father in everything we do. When it was all over, the Father looked down on his son at Calvary. There on Calvary's cross. And he said, I am well pleased. When you're baptized... The Father is well pleased. The voice of God was heard. Three significant things are said there. He says, my son. That's pointing to the deity of Christ. He says, my beloved son. That points to, to the love within the Godhead, within the Trinity. And he says, I am well pleased. That points to the perfect life that Jesus lived. He was yet without sin. The one thing that we as a believer ought to want to hear is what Jesus heard. Welcome, my beloved son, my beloved daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. If you've never received Jesus as your Savior, it's something you ought to do before it's too late. You don't know when that last breath is going to be that you're going to take. It could be right after we leave this service. There are people who die all the time from all kinds of things, sometimes from disease, sometimes from an accident, sometimes from, from nothing of their own doing. Your life can be gone just like that. And this message, what God is speaking to us and saying to us and saying to you, is you need to give your heart to the Lord Jesus today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. 
you need to follow also the Lord in baptism. If you're here this morning or you're watching online and, and you say, I, I've done that. I've trusted in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe he lived that perfect sinless life in my place. That he died on the cross taking the punishment of all my sin and, and died there on that cross, was buried in the tomb, and on the third day arose so that I could have eternal life. I believe that. But I've never been baptized. It doesn't matter what reason it is. Maybe you're afraid of going under the water. We won't hold you under too long. <laughs> Just long enough to make sure you know you were baptized. <laughs> we won't hold you under too long. We'll let you even hold your own nose <laughs> when you go under. I want to encourage you. Whatever the thing is that is keeping you from being baptized, it isn't worth it. It isn't worth it because there is so much God wants to bless you with because you need to do it because it's a way of obeying the Lord. And it's a way for us to be pleasing to the Lord. What if Jesus had got down there, heard John the Baptist, and he said, you know, I don't really need to be baptized. I don't have sin anyway. So uh, thank you, John, but uh, I don't need the baptism. He did it. As an example for us, as a as a, a, a picture for us to follow, and, and so uh, get the picture here. Heaven was thrilled and so excited about the curtains of heaven, the clouds rolling back uh, when they were ripped open. When Jesus obeyed the Father, obedience opens up heaven in your heart and in your life. Obey the Lord, and He will open up heaven in your life and he will pour out a blessing upon you and your life that you cannot contain Whew. praise the lord what a beautiful picture of baptism and that you would hear in your heart of hearts when you do that in obedience to the lord that's my beloved son that's my beloved daughter in whom i'm well pleased let's pray Heavenly Father, thank you so much. What a picture, Lord, uh, of baptism here. And even being able to see just a little bit more than what we have looked at already about baptism, but to see uh, the heavens roll back and to see the, the descending of the dove uh, of the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus and to know that that very same thing that happened to Jesus can be for us also. That when we trust in Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, we are saved and that seals our salvation and there's nothing else that has to be done. But following in obedience and baptism opens up the windows of heaven upon our lives to be a blessing in whatever days it is that we may have left on this earth to make an impact for you. So, Father, I pray this morning, if there is even one person who's here, maybe there's someone who, who hasn't trusted by faith in Christ, I pray that they would just call out to you and say, Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I need Jesus, my Savior. I believe he died uh, on the cross for me, was buried in that tomb, and arose on the third day. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to save me and to help me to live for you all the days of my life. Father, I pray that those individuals who have prayed that in their heart or something like that in all sincerity, they would know without a shadow of a doubt that they are saved right now. And if they were to draw their last breath right now, they would be with you in heaven. But Lord, should you tarry and leave us here, the next step for us is baptism. And what a blessing it is as it was for Jesus. Lord, I pray that if there are some who, who they have not followed through with believers' baptism, Lord, that they would realize this morning there is a huge blessing that they are missing out on in their life, uh, that they will never be able to get to where you want them to be until they take these steps of obedience. So, Father, I pray they would come forward this morning, or, or if they're online there, they would comment and let us know that so we can follow up with them. But Father, I pray they would come to be baptized. To say, I'm here and I want to follow in obedience to what Christ has told me to do. I trusted him as my savior, but I want to be obedient. 
And so, Father, I pray this morning that there would be those. Maybe there are those, Lord, that you're working in their hearts to come and to be a part of this fellowship to help us to impact the lostness and, and the darkness around us by sharing the gospel and this message with others. Father, I pray that you will use us as believers. But may we be encouraged, even as believers, that every day of our life we would be just like Jesus, seeking to please you, the Father in everything we say, in all that we do, whether it's at our work, whether it's at home, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's at school, wherever it might be, Father, I pray that we would live to be pleasing to you, to one day hear those words from your voice, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Bless this invitation. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, we want to ask you to stand and to sing our hymn of invitation uh, this morning. Brother Mike's going to come and lead us. Uh, as we stand, will you come as the Lord lays on your heart? announcement before we close. For those of you that are here and have your bulletins, please note the things that, that are listed there. It just highlights uh, the call for scholarship recipients that uh, need to get your submittals in. That's on there. If you need more information, call the church office. The uh, third annual Chili Cook-Off Youth Fundraiser is Saturday the 29th at 5.30. And because of that cook kick -off, chili kickoff or cook-off, uh, we will not be having a fifth Sunday dinner. At this time, we are planning to do the fifth Sunday sing if we can get more people to sing. So let's let's just see how that stands as we get closer. Let let uh, Brother Jim or myself know if you would like to sing, or we can appoint you that position if you would like. <clears throat> There'll be a special call business meeting on Sunday, January the 30th, uh, for addressing three different items. Um, uh, one being the financial administrator uh, to the office manager position, um, the proposal to replace the roof of the church building, and also the possible authorization of purchasing a CD to reduce the uh, accounts below the FDIC insured amount. So there are several things that, that need to be uh, addressed in that business meeting, so please plan to attend. Also, uh, couple of notes that were that was given to me this morning. Awana and Wednesday night supper has been canceled for this Wednesday the 19th so there will not be any uh, Awana program or the supper. Uh, in addition uh, the Smith family requests prayer for Mark Smith's dad's 
Mr. Donald Smith and, and his family, we request prayers because Mr. Donald was placed in hospice earlier this week. So uh, let's continue to remember them in prayer. Anything else that needs to be shared? Yep. Continuing the, the sermon in Revelation this Wednesday night. Um, we will see you then. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today, for your blessings, and for the, the power and the glory that you have, and the beauty in your paintbrush that we see in the rain and even in the snow. Lord, I pray for safety and continued watching over us as we continue through the day and the services being, being canceled tonight, Lord. We, we pray that you just forgive us where we fall short and uh, help us to look to you for all our decisions and everything that we do. Lord, we pray that you uh, walk with us and that we are in a light to this world that is growing darker every day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for our family. Thank you for this church family, Lord, and for Brother Jim and Brother Matt. We pray that you just forgive us all where we fall short. In Christ's name, amen.